You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This episode of the Therapy as a Christian podcast is brought to you by my free webinar that I will be doing August 11th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time called How to Find a Therapist, Sis. I get the question all the time, Rosalind, can you help me find a therapist? Can you recommend somebody to me? I'm a little skeptical and on the fence because I think the process is going to be so hard to find one. I'm going to walk you through step by step, live and direct for you to ask me questions anything you want to know about how to find a therapist. And I am also going to be showing you what to look for in their profiles, how to pay for a therapist. Can you use your insurance? All of the tea I'm spilling, sis. Additionally, when you register, you will be entered into a drawing to win a free copy of my therapy reflection journal. I am picking three winners live on the webinar as my gift to you for taking the step to go to therapy, but you're only able to be entered into the drawing if you register. I'm taking 50 people, so make sure you sign up. The link will be below. And if the website is up and you're able to register and confirm, that means you were one of my 50 people. So make sure you sign up. Again, the webinar is called How to Find a Therapist. I'm doing it August 11th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. I cannot wait to see you. Now, let's get into the show. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I am your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, everyone. I am so excited about being back in front of the microphone with you this morning. I am recording live on a Saturday, so you will be getting this episode tomorrow, Sunday, August 11th. I hope you are joining me this Sunday evening for my webinar, Help Me Find a Therapist. And I am so excited about this webinar. I have been 
busy this week. Um, so I am like spending my Saturday morning finishing up some things, working on some stuff for work and just kind of having this restful morning. I don't get that often. It's the first Saturday in a while that I've been able to just be at home in the morning. It's quiet. My husband's out doing things. So I have a quiet morning to myself and it's been lovely. So I wanted to just do a little bit quick housekeeping before we get into the message um, this morning. So thank you to all my people who have filled out my survey and to all my listeners who have not filled out the survey, please click the link below to go answer questions on the survey. Part of the episode that I'm going to be doing today will be strictly from the survey. um, And I am really excited about sharing what I'm kind of what kind of is it on my heart this morning as I was reading through some of the responses. And um, so just go fill out the survey, share some of the things that have been helpful for you on the podcast, share some of the things that you would like to hear and learn about. And I would be happy to um, gather that information. Secondly, follow me on Instagram. Um, My name is Rosa Renee on Instagram. I'm really excited. I love, I love, 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 love uh, connecting with you all. It's super Exciting, and I always feel like we're sisters, and it's just really great to connect with you all on Instagram. And then, last but certainly not least, um, if you have started therapy recently or are really in the process um, of starting therapy, please go get a therapy reflection journal. I have been um, using my journal since it released in February. And it's really interesting because this past week I was in uh, my therapy session on Monday with my therapist and we talked about something and I was able to quickly flip back through the journal to reference the session we had where we talked about that. And it was so cool to just be able to do that right in the session and know where to go and look for it. And so I was just like, I got to just be able to just share like this amazing tool with you. So if you're interested in purchasing a therapy reflection journal, it's available on Amazon. The link will be below. And yeah, get it for your therapy sessions because I just thought that that was super cool for me to reference back really quickly while sitting in sessions. So we're going to get into this message. Um, I am feeling a very I'm feeling very serious this morning. Like normally I get um, I'm really silly on here and I'd be like, sis, which I may be silly later as I'm talking. But I felt um, it's been a really interesting week for me. Um, A lot of things have occurred in my personal life and as well as um, professionally. And it's been a growth season. I feel like I'm stepping out of the season where I'm like seeing the blessings of everything. And I'm now in that space of like growing. And so with growth requires work. And I think with work requires really kind of keeping a positive mind frame. And so I was in my therapy session this past week Um, And it was really, I really wanted to record um, an episode that day, but I have been in therapy now exactly a year and a half. And I started therapy January 5th, 2018. My past session this week was August 5th, 2019. And just sitting in that session was super enlightening. Um, my therapist and I, the first 
10 minutes just talked about like what I've accomplished, where I'm at recently. It was quite overwhelming for me. I even was like on the verge of tears because, you know, I just think about all the stuff that I shared in therapy. And so we talked about just like looking back on where I was a year and a half ago, just, just, just looking back at that and where I was, I was so overwhelmed with life. Like, I just think about how anxious I was when I was, and I'm like, kind of, yeah. So I was so anxious when I was in therapy. I was, before I went, I was so overwhelmed with life. I felt like I didn't have a pin on what was happening around me. I didn't really understand my friendships. I didn't understand my family situation. It was just like, I have such a high level of self-awareness now where I kind of, I know when I'm not, when I'm feeling negative or when I'm feeling overwhelmed with something like where that comes from. But at the time when I started therapy, I didn't know really, I had no handle on my mental space. And so we were talking about, you know, my therapy, my therapist is just amazing. And she just kind of said to me, you know, you started this movement of people going to therapy and dealing with their stuff as Christians. And she was like, I don't want you to lose out on like how powerful that is. And I don't, and again, I don't look at myself as any special person. I really just see like, I have a message that people need to hear that God has allowed me to go through the process to see what it looks like so that people don't have to feel like they're by themselves. Like my, my core message is always that you all are never alone in feeling like you're fearful or that you're anxious or that you're overwhelmed or that you don't understand your relationship with God. Like I didn't understand my relationship with God. I just felt like I always had to be this perfect Christian or that I couldn't mess up. And in, re- in our reality, I was just living the life of someone who didn't have any type of understanding of what to do when things were happening and no real level of awareness. Like God is a God of clarity. God is a God of awareness. He, he knows us. He, he wants us to know him so that we can understand ourselves more. But when you're living life, it's really hard for you to understand yourself and your identity. And so we talked about that. We talked about how, um, and I wish I had my journal in front of me, but she kind of basically said like, you now know your identity. You know who you are in God. You know who you are as a person. You're aware of some some of your gifts. I know I don't know all of my gifts, but I'm aware of some of my gifts and giftings that God has blessed me with. But I don't think if I had taken the time to actually learn about who I was by sifting through all the BS that I has experienced in life, or I won't even call it BS, but just like hardships. Like there were things that I didn't realize generationally that were planted in me as a kid, generationally that I was carrying that my parents carried unknowingly. Um, things that I just experienced through relationships with men, things I really, things I experienced relationships with friends that I carried and when I sifted through all those things and, and threw out some things, left some things, 
talked through them, processed through them with someone who I did not know who was trained and gifted in helping me process through that, I became a better person. It was rough. Sharing sharing your feelings and emotions with people that you don't know is not a normal thing. It's not something that's, it sounds really crazy. Like, why would I go pay somebody to talk to somebody I don't know about myself? But my therapist gave me that space. She gave me a space to just talk about what I was going through in life. And it birthed out of me this movement of God desires to heal us. He, I, I just really realized that God wants us to know our identity. He wants us to know how those experiences in life shaped who we are, how those bad relationships that we're in or how we have been in shape the perspective of ourselves. A relationship with a person could make or break you. And if you allow it to break you, you'll never see the blessing of the fruit of why that relationship was supposed to happen. And so to just kind of see myself outside of myself while reflecting in session, I realized that just identity in myself made me see that God wasn't using the bad things that I experienced to hurt me. He was trying to mentor me to see how much I related to other people. Like I can talk about how I literally used to get mad at God and go have sex with people because I was upset. Like, and if you haven't, if you're just new to my podcast, you really won't know the story. So you'll probably think I'm crazy, but I used to struggle. I was, when I was in college, I was celibate for a while. And so I had this like perspective with God where like I would just want to attention seek with him. Like I would just get mad at him and be like, well, you don't understand what I'm going through. So I'm just going to go have sex with the boy I was talking to at the time and just like do things out of trying to like win with God. And God was just like, you're only further hurting yourself. Or I would I had this um, just perspective guy where I hated him. Like I did not genuinely like him because I just looked at the situations I was going through as you just only out here to hurt me. You're only out here to make me feel horrible. But when I went back through and just reflected over all the stuff I used to do as a teenager, as a young adult, most of what God was trying to do was bring me back to him. And I was just rebelling. He was trying to bring me close to him. And I just would feel like you're against me. And so when I sifted through my childhood, when I looked at all the unresolved trauma I had and the unresolved unforgiveness, like I used to be so unforgiving, like I would hold a grudge and you would never even be able to try to even know that I was you know, like I was holding a grudge against people. And so to be mindful of this, it, it I, I try to get on this microphone and be as transparent as I can and be open with what I experienced because y'all, my life is better. Um, it's not perfect. It's definitely not perfect, sis. Okay. Let's just be honest. It's not perfect. There are times, there are times where I still struggle when you're growing you're still struggling sometimes but 
excuse me, the perspective I have about God is that I can always come back to him. Like this week has been busy for me at work. And um, I know I talk about work all the time, sis. Y'all probably like, girl, work is always just, mm-hmm, work is it. Um, But balancing a podcast, balancing, you know, marriage life, balancing a home, balancing work. I don't have kids currently, so I can't even, I can't even begin to think how a parent balances everything. So shout out to the parents because y'all are the real OGs because I couldn't even, I don't even have a dog, sis. Okay, so, but, you know, balancing all these things that take a lot of time. I've just I haven't really been intentional about waking up in the morning and spending time with my father. And so today I was just like, Lord, I need a space with you right now because I'm a little empty. And so normally when I'm not as like in my word, I will turn on some praise music. This is my process. And I turn on some praise music and um, just kind of sit in thinking about the Lord. And I just started praying, speaking in tongues and listening to listening to the spirit and I just realized like God is so faithful to me. Um and as I was like creating the atmosphere and creating the space of God and usually what that looks like is just like turning on some praise music, not really on your phone just listening to the music and just giving God that space, I began to cry because I was just like so thankful for what he's done for me in my life. And so um I watched a sermon today and I will link the sermon below because it was so good. I'm going to reference it throughout this time that we're talking. Um, But I listened to a sermon called Stephen by Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church called The Blessing of Both. And it was so good. Um, And and something that I realized as I was listening to it is that God is always available for me to get to him. It's when I give him the space that I recognize that he's available because I think sometimes we don't think God's close to us. We don't think that God is aware of what's going on with us in a funny story. And I shared this on Instagram. So your girl is trying to get fine by the winter time. I know people like trying to, you know, summer body, but says my summer body um, was not available. It was on vacation for the whole summer. Okay. And so I'm trying to get fine by winter time. That's my slogan. So I recently joined Orange Theory. It's expensive as a mug, sis, but it's worth it. So I have been going, I went four times this week, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And girl, let me tell you, sis, it was so good. Okay. I feel better working out. Like the mental... The mental release I get from working out is just phenomenal. But I started on Sunday and um, it was my first class. And I had been talking about going to Orange Theory for a while. And um, I went early Monday morning. And as I was on my way to my therapy session Monday evening, I was driving on the freeway and I saw a car that had an Orange Theory sticker on their car. Now, out of all the times I drive, I've never just seen a sticker on someone's car before. But to see that sticker meant to me that I made the right choice to go take care of myself by working out. But it also was a symbol to me that God knows 
like what I'm doing. I don't know if that's the way God speaks to you, but I really pay attention to certain things. And sometimes God will send me reminders through situations of things I see, like it could be a word, it could be a message I've heard. That sticker on that person's car was a message to me that I see that you're trying. I see that you've been trying. And if you know anything about me, I've talked about this before. God has been on me about going to the gym and working out, but sis, sis, sis doesn't do workouts by herself. Okay. I need someone to tell me exactly what to do. I need someone to go off on me. I need someone to say, girl, if you don't start running like, but I'm not for personal trainers. Like I need a group class because I need to see other people working their butt off because it motivates me. So going to Orange Theory has been my thing and I love it so much. I'm excited to see my growth. So it was a confirmation to me that I'm being obedient because he's been telling me all year, like, you need to go to the gym. You need to start taking care of your body. But I just I've been so lazy with it. And it's just like, okay, God, I got to do this. It was just a confirmation. And so, again, going back to what I was saying, because I completely forgot as I was listening to this sermon, it was just like confirming to my heart that God is available to me. He's not far. If I just give him the space and giving him the space for you may look completely different for me. Giving him the space could be literally talking to him on your way to work in your car Giving him the space could be taking all your kids to church on Sunday, putting them in children's church, and you having a moment to listen to a message without kids. Giving him the space could be you and your husband going to get coffee because y'all are in a busy season and you just need 30 minutes with each other to talk about what's going on. Giving him the space could be Allowing God to be able to just have 15 minutes where you're silent, you're listening to him, giving him the space could be reading um, a book of Proverbs. You know, y'all know I talk about Proverbs. It's August 10th. So reading Proverbs 10 today and giving God the space to speak to you. It looks completely different for each person, but give God the space because he's available to you. And so as I finished my therapy appointment, I realized identity, if we don't know our identity, if we don't know our giftings, if we don't know who we are, it's going to feel confusing. I'm more okay with telling people, no, I can't go to brunch with you. No, I can't come to your event. No, I cannot commit to another thing because I know who I am. I know I will overcommit. And if I overcommit and I disappoint you, you and I are going to be at a place where we're arguing back and forth about something I didn't do and whether I could just have told you no in the beginning. I know I don't have to be everything for everybody. I'm cool with not being everything for everybody because honestly, I used to people please and I used to want to be everything for everybody. And I don't want to be everything for everyone because when I'm everything for everyone, I'm nothing for myself. And so I've been heavy as I was listening to this message about the tiredness of Christians. Christians are tired. Y'all are tired because there's this overwhelm of just everything. I have to do everything because you're looking for something to fix what you feel. 
you're looking for a relief. You're looking for a place to rest. And there's because there's a lack of rest, you can't think. Because there's no quietness, you can't think. Because there's no space for you, there's no outlet. You don't feel comfortable sharing yourself because you feel like nobody is going to understand how I feel. So why would I share with other people? I'm going through some things with my spouse. Why would I share that with other people? No one is going to understand. I'm overwhelmed with school. Like school is so overwhelming and I feel like I have to prove myself to everything and everybody. And no one understands what I feel. But the thing is, you're tired, sis. I used to want to be everything for everyone. I had so much overwhelm. I was trying to be the best daughter, be the best fiance, be the best friend to everyone. I used to pick up the phone for friends to talk to them about their issues when I knew I was burnt out. I didn't have nothing to give, but I thought that I had to do that because I had thought I had to be a good Christian or I thought that if I said no, then I was being that I wasn't pleasing God. But in all reality, I was burnt out. If y'all remember God, he created the entire world. And then on the seventh day, the main chilled. He rested. If we don't rest, if, if our father who created us rested, what makes you think that he doesn't want us to rest? What makes you think that he wants you to do so much and not pour back into you? There's a point of rest. And so as I was talking to my therapist, we were talking about, she had kind of said, you know, you created this movement and girl, I'm like, okay, girl, but yeah, it's true. God birthed, God birthed therapy as a Christian out of me from my willingness to be available for myself. If I'm not available for me, there ain't no way I'm available for y'all. I don't even know half of y'all. I don't know any of you all. Half, most of you, I don't, I mean, I know some people listen to the podcast, but most of you I don't know. It's hard to be available for other people when you're not available for yourself. It's hard as a mom, and I can't speak for that because I'm not a mom, but it's hard to be a mom and be available for your kids when when you're not available for you. Now, I don't know what that looks like, so girl, please, you know, don't get upset with me because I don't know what that looks like, but just the friends I know, it can be hard when you're pouring so much out of you and there isn't an availability for you. And so... I think sometimes we can get used to just being burnt out. We're asking God, like, where's the relief? Where's the space for me? Where's the where's the time that I can give? You you just feel like, okay, God, I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm trying. And we think that the trying is enough. And sometimes God's just like, chill out. We have this, I want y'all to imagine as you're listening to me talking, you walking in the airport right now and you have a huge bag of luggage um, and it's filled with bricks. How hard is it going to be for you to pull that heavy luggage through the freeway versus somebody else you see walking that has a suitcase, maybe just of clothes, how light it is. 
That's how most of us are walking around in the spirit, full of baggage, full of things that are so heavy that we don't even know how to let it out because we're just dragging it with us. And so I've talked, I I did, um, I, I, this week at work, I was teaching uh, my teenagers because I work in a school and I'm a counselor in the school. Um, and we were talking about, you know, counseling with our kids and it's a new thing to them. They've just never really heard of this. And the reason we did, me and my team did this is because we wanted to show them like, we have support available to you. If you are going through something, we want you to know that we are here to support you. We want you to know that we are here to help you. And I think sometimes that's where God is. He's like, I just want you to know that I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. Utilize therapy as a space. Utilize your therapist as a space for you to let out and open that luggage and look at those bricks. Like those bricks are childhood um, unforgiveness. It could be looking at the perspective of your relationship with your mother and father. It could be unresolved trauma with the church. It could be the relationship that failed. It could be that you hold a lot of disappointment and resentment towards people because you've been hurt multiple times. It could be looking at yourself as a friend and seeing that you haven't been the best friend. Or it could be looking at the fact that you've lost someone, that someone close to you has died and you have unresolved grief, that thinking about that person, anything that reminds you of that person makes you want to cry. So instead of you really feeling anything with the grief, you just put a wall up because it's easier for you to pull a wall up and go throughout the day because you're not feeling It's easier for you not to feel what it felt like for that person to die, to be the person's caregiver and watch them pass before your eyes because they died. And you now you feel guilty because you feel like, what did I not do? What could I have done to help them stay here longer? And all reality is they were going to pass. So there's this anger and this wall built up with God where you feel like you took something away from me. And God's like, I never took it away from you. It had to leave, but just know I'm still here for you. But you don't feel that. You just hold a wall up and you're and you're closed off. Your feelings are guarded 24-7, 365. And so you would rather feel like you're holding on to yourself because you don't want to break. You don't want nobody to see you break. You don't want nobody to see you really crack open because if you crack open you don't you're scared of what might be seen but in all reality is you're overwhelmed you are on the verge of a breakdown and so there's this breaking that has to happen that God wants to do but you got to give him the space and so When I talk to y'all about therapy, when I say these things to you, these are real things. There's real pain behind your wall that you refuse to open up to let God into. You know what that's called? You know what the root of that is? That's pride. Because what happens is when Jesus came to say, follow me, come to me and I will give you rest 
the people were scared because they were like, well, I got to go do this. Or if I come to you, that means I I have to open up. Or if that if I come to you, that means I have to open myself to something I don't know is there. Yes, you do. When people, the people that came to ask Jesus for healing, opened themselves up and they got healed. They open. They they simply asked. And so when I talk about therapy, therapy should be that safe space for you to open up and break down. It's a breaking down. I was so broken when I was going through therapy and still am sometimes like me and my therapist were talking about. um, What did we talk about this week that I can remember? We were really kind of reflecting on my therapy session, but I was kind of telling her about. Sometimes I feel like as a, oh, this is what I was telling her. I said, sometimes I feel, we were talking about friendships. And I said, sometimes I feel like as a friend, um, I don't know how to be vulnerable because I feel like I'm always the strong one that when I'm going through something, I usually can like figure it out on my own. But I don't really know how to ask my friends for help because I feel like, you know, I'm the strong friend. I don't know if anybody can help me. That's a real thought process in my mind. And what she said is like, give your friends the space. Give your friends the opportunity to help you. Tell them what's going on. There's a vulnerability piece for me to be open with people that I'm close to. But I'm so prideful that I'm holding back that I'm not available to make myself be open. And so there's this overwhelm in my own mind where I'm like, well, I don't think my friends can help. And all reality is they can if I give them the space. And so, again, the perspective shift I've had is I don't have to be burnt out. I don't have to be. There's an availability of God. There's availability of people in my life. There's an availability of a person Who's trained to help me walk through why the heck I'm so anxious. There's a root of that. You got to go back to your foundation. And I'm not going to say that every therapist knows what that may look like because some don't. Um, And I think that there is a piece along with therapy where you have to get before the father and talk to him. You have to ask God to help show you what that looks like. Um, and so I just wanted to say, like, we don't have to be overwhelmed. Y'all don't have to be overwhelmed. And it can feel lonely. It can feel like, why am I even trying to do this? Like, I think for the first, I think I went, like I said, I went to therapy in January. The first nine months were so lonely. Because no one I knew was going. I had one friend that was going to therapy um, at the time, the same time with me. But I just, I was going every week. I think she was going like every other week and then like went down once a month before I went down. And so, you know, I, I just, I was so lonely. I didn't have anybody to talk through this with. I may have talked to my husband, but someone to like understand like what healing looks like. It really wasn't until I released the podcast that I realized like people actually went to therapy to be healed. There's this thought that we just have to do it by ourselves and we don't. We don't. And we don't have to be, you don't have to, you don't have to feel bad if you're a bad friend going through healing. 
You don't have to feel bad if you're really struggling being a mom through a busy season. Like every season is not going to be the same. But ask God to prep you for the healing process because there's a prepping that happens. Like I think for me, I just was so des I was so desperate. Like the desperation to be happy was so deep and it ran so deep in my heart that I just was like, I have to talk to someone. If I don't talk to someone, I just might lose it. Like I just might have a nervous breakdown. I think I actually even um, at one point and I thought about this recently because I had never talked about this before because I was like, oh, this never really happened to me. I think I had my first panic attack about Four months before, no, it had to be about four or five months before I actually went to therapy. I remember it was in the middle of me planning my wedding. And um, I remember it was a time where I had a conversation. I was living with my mom at the time because I told y'all my mom kicked me out of her house while I was planning my wedding. But that's a whole nother story, sis. (laughs) And mommy, you know, I'm going to always tell that story because she listens to the podcast. But I remember there was a time where we were talking about um, the wedding or something and we were on the phone and she said something to me and I remember I just began to cry and I got off the phone with her and I could not stop crying I could not I didn't remember where I was it was just an overwhelm because I was so stressed out and I was just like couldn't stop crying I was having a hard time breathing it was just like my chest was tight and I thought of that recently and it may have been Holy Spirit that brought it back to my mind because I've heard people have panic attacks before and I'm like I don't think I've ever had one of those I think that was what that was now I could be I couldn't be 100% because I don't know if that I think that was my only one I think I've ever had in life but thinking about that and thinking about where I was in that mental space sis you talk about somebody that was stressed out I didn't know sometimes what day it was I didn't know what time sometimes like what I was doing like I could be probably doing a task I could be folding clothes and probably be thinking about 50 million other things that I look up and I'm like oh my gosh I'm finished folding clothes but I don't know where time went like that overwhelm where you don't even know what you're not you're so not even present that you're like not at peace and so that state of mind of being in 24 7 365 is not mentally healthy is what I'm trying to get at and there are a lot of Christians that are in that space where you're looking and you're like wondering where is the relief God where is the space where I can feel sane where I understand what self-care means on a different level. Self-care is not just getting your nails done, sis. Sometimes self-care is literally driving in your car and there's no music playing. You know how like this week I've been like I've left work with a headache because I've been talk I'll talk all day to kids and then I'm just like I don't want to hear music. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to drive in my car and it's quiet. That's self-care to me. That's what it looks like to have a mental break. And so um, one thing I actually had thought about recently, and I don't know if this is a um, could be a thing. If, if you have if you're a mom 
and you have kids, get a babysitter. Um, and if you can't afford it, let the babysitter keep the kids overnight and get a hotel room and go sleep. Ask your husband to hold, to keep the kids for the evening and go sleep. That is self-care. If you could just go to a hotel room, book a room and go sleep. If you're a kid in college and you live with your parents and you have to commute back and forth and you don't have a, a um, um, a, your own house, get a hotel room and go sleep. Go do a staycation. Go to a nice dinner and get a room and go sleep and be by yourself in a quiet space. You know how often I used to do that when I lived with my mom? I would go book a room for one day, like on a Friday night, and go to dinner and just go into the room, take a nice bath and sleep and watch TV. Do you know how wonderful that is? That is self-care, sis. That's self-care. So, again, and then, you know, I'm just providing some examples. Again, I get it. Y'all are overwhelmed with fear and anxiety, but the real problem that is true is you haven't dealt with your mess. You haven't giving yourself and God the space, the space. You need to give him space. And um, so please, and even if you're in therapy, work the process. Like I could go into a whole nother podcast about this because I hear about people going to therapy. They leave therapy. They don't reflect. They don't do the homework. They don't take the time to dig deeper into their sessions and what they learned because they're just like, oh, yeah, I went to go talk to somebody. But sis, you need to dig. Like, it's not about you just going to pay this lady to go talk to her for an hour and then you leave and you don't do nothing. That's a waste of your money and your time and your efforts. So there's even a step after that where you got to even be so intentional about when you're in therapy. I used to leave there and I used to every day sit with God and be like, okay, this is what sister and I talked about. And I'm sorry, my phone went off. Um, This is what sister and I talked about. I need you to talk to me. And there were many times where I would leave sessions and I'd be like, okay, I'm overwhelmed with all this homework that she gave me, but like, how can I do this? And there were some weeks that I didn't do the homework. I'm not saying you got to do the homework every week, but just like be intentional, put forth some effort. You're not going to be consistent, um, not putting forth the effort. And sometimes inconsistency happens, um, as you're trying to be consistent. Like if you imagine yourself going to the gym, Sometimes you're going to do well the first couple weeks and fall off. You got to get back on the horse, girl. You can't. And don't be and don't look at the fact that you fell off the horse as if you messed up. Like you're going to be inconsistent in order to be consistent. Period, sis, with a T. I didn't start waking up to spend time with God at five o'clock in the morning consistently. It took me about a year and a half, close to two years to be consistent with getting up with him. And some days I'm still not. I, some days I don't wake up. I'm I'm still inconsistent sometimes. My consistency happens in sporadic moments. You just can't beat yourself up when you fall off the horse is what I'm trying to say. And so again, 
back to what I said, this picture of this luggage, like go to someone and start unpacking that. Be available for yourself. You'll never be available for other people if you're not available for yourself. You can't, life is not supposed to be us getting used to being burnt out. We can work hard. I'm not saying there aren't seasons where you're really pushing it, you're hustling, you're, you're grinding it out, you're doing it. But then there are seasons where you got to step back and say, if I don't take care of me, if I'm not available for me, I'm going to burn out. Period. And so that was what I wanted to say because I've just been kind of heavy with this. Um, I've been heavy for my own self because I can recognize that I've been in hustle grind mode um, and kind of just forgetting things. And just like when I actually sit down to do something, I'm not completing a task because I have 50 million other things. As I was spending time with God listening to the sermon that I was listening to this morning, I was making a list of all the things I needed to go to the store and get today. Like, there are going to be times I'm not saying like I'm not perfect, but I do give myself grace and offer the space. But I'm aware enough to know like, hey, you need to put the phone down and get back to what you were doing and listen to what this man is saying. So just be mindful of that. Um, that was all I wanted to say. Again, I love you guys. That's my message for this week. It was just on overwhelm and just giving yourself the space. I love you so much. I'm praying for you. I was praying to God this morning about you and just know that I am here to help. Um, I'm constantly praying for you because I know in spirit, I know if I can't do it, God has the ability to do everything and he makes me available to pour out to you because he's just that good and he loves you that much. You listening to this podcast is because he loves you. And he's making himself available by pouring out of this random girl from Memphis, Tennessee, who loves who loves God and loves you. But he loves you so much more than I do, sis. Okay, so that's my message for this week. I love you guys and I will talk to you soon.